Hi everybody, this is Silvia Collatina, uh, better known as uh, my fraud stand from the house but the cemetery and uh, listen to Rude Horror Podcast. I'm very happy to, to reply to all the questions and uh, for everybody, for all the fans. Welcome to episode 78 of the Rude Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Rude, and uh, today is a uh, special episode for me. I have uh, Italian actress Silvia Colatina on the show. Uh, she's uh, best known as Mae Freudstein, or Freudstein, however you want to pronounce it, uh, from House by the Cemetery, uh, directed by Lucio Fulci. And uh, she's also been in The Great Alligator River, directed by Sergio Martino. Uh, so it's, it's a great honor for me to have her on the show. And uh, I had a fun conversation with her about uh, her films that she was in and also talking about the horror genre. Uh, but uh, real quick before we get into the conversation, uh, I want to mention... Uh, the intro song and uh, the background song you're hearing right now uh, was remixed by Neuron Spectre, and uh, he was uh, nice enough to let me use his song for the show today. So uh, big thanks to Neuron Spectre, and I will leave the Bandcamp link and where to find him on social media in the show notes, and then also at the very end of the episode, I will play the entire song. In its entirety so you can uh, enjoy also real quick for uh, fans of the house by the cemetery and Lucio Fulci uh, films in general Paul Bear Press just dropped a new line of house by the cemetery merch it includes a dr. Freudstein pin and uh, house by the cemetery long sleeve shirt that looks killer and uh, as well as some other Fulci films, they have merchandise uh, from like City of the Living Dead, Enigma, New York Ripper, Zombie. I mean, they, they got some great stuff on there. So go to PaulBearPress.com, pick up some merch because, uh, you know, the holidays are around the corner. So uh, 
So if you know someone who's a big Fulci fan, uh, this will be a way to uh, make their day. So check them out. I'll leave the uh, link to their website in the show notes of the description as well. Uh, but without further ado, let's get right into the conversation I had with Sylvia Colatina. Hello, I'm here with Italian actress Silvia Calatina, and she's been in several horror films, including Sergio Martino's The Great Alligator River, and the horror maestro Lucio Fulci's Murder Rock and The House by the Cemetery. Welcome to the show, Silvia. Hi, everybody. It's a pleasure for me to, and, uh, to represent um, horror movies of the past, which are always in my heart, and everybody is so... Having fun in horror is always a great pleasure for me. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, this is a, a great honor for me because I loved watching Lucio Fulci movies, um, you know, since like my teenager years when I discovered his films. And uh, House by the Cemetery was the first one I ever watched. And, uh, you know, I, I just thought it was a great uh, kind of like supernatural uh I wouldn't say like ghost story, but it was like kind of like a gothic supernatural film. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it was great. And, uh, you know, it's just an honor to be able to talk to, uh, to May Freudstein. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, and it, it's my understanding, is this your first uh, English podcast or is this your first podcast ever? In, in the movie, you talk in general, which my which was my first part. Well, like, uh, like just like you know, like doing podcasting. Um, ah, podcast. Yeah, my first one. Yeah, my okay. first one live. I did another one, but it was um, I just replied read writing in writing, and they converted it to a podcast. But oh. live, it's my my very first one. Yes, so it's an honor for it's a honor for me too. Awesome, awesome! Wow, I'm yeah. delighted. <laughs> this, this is uh, e- even even more of an honor for me. <laughs> um, well, okay. So, but uh, first, we get into uh, maybe talking about some of the films you worked on. Uh, what got you into the horror genre? And well, there is not a precise beginning that I remember, but can tell you that since young, um, me and my family gather at night. And used to see movies together, especially horror movies. <laughs> and for me, this was a great pleasure and uh, and something natural. Uh, even if I was very young, horror always represented me something familiar because I, I still associated it with uh, the warmth of my family, my parents, brothers, and sisters. We were six, and the so it was a great pleasure to stay together. And even if I, I was as scary as a child could be, I, I felt protected by my family because I was, uh, I felt safe among them. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, you know, so one, one of your first big films that you acted in was The Great Alligator, directed by Sergio Martino. Uh, can you recall any stories working on that film? Well, I remember everything about the movies I, I acted in. 
and uh, as for the great alligator i was uh, i was seven and uh, i remember there were certain scenes were dangerous and uh, for me too i was very young and i was told that during the scene where the alligator massacred the hosts of the resort one of those she was a friend of my mother uh, she almost risked drawing mm. and that hit me a lot uh, because really some scenes were a bit dangerous and uh, something went wrong but no one died well, that's but good. it was very interesting because in the in, the, uh, in a place which was very wild there was the lake and uh, animals everywhere. Strange animals for me were, uh, very, they, they were very, um, like snakes, sharks. And, uh, so, um, I remember that it was, um, very wild. And, uh, but I love it. I love, I love, I love acting in this movie. Because it fascinated me. It was young and um, everything was so oh, amazing. <laughs> right, right. So, like, uh, did you actually see, like, any, like, sharks and snakes and alligators? Or was it just kind of hearsay things for you? Well, yes. Especially snakes. I was, um, snakes uh, scared me a lot. And there was also lots of big insects and uh, so wild animals everywhere and uh, it was a well for a child uh, you see and you are disgusted by these animals but it was the movie and uh, they were part of it somehow and uh, like the alligator we had insects <laughs> awesome awesome so like how did you uh uh get this part in the film i know your character's name is minot uh, but yeah, how how did you uh, get the role? Well, because um, there was um, a friend of my mom. Uh, she she told my mom that her, um, there was a, an agency searching for children. So me, my sister, and my brother uh, entered the. Uh, this agent this agency and we started working and we worked a lot because there were not a lot of children at the time and uh, we were very famous at the time and uh, so I was called for the t for the for the test and I passed it and I was very happy very cool very cool yeah I know like you talked about uh, the you know the, the landscape of Sri Lanka and uh, yeah but uh, so that kind of answered that question. But I, you know, I wanted the, the listeners to know that uh, a lot of the filming was taking place in Sri Lanka. Yes. So it's just you know a very different place from from what Absolutely. you probably are used to. But you know, you worked alongside Barbara Bach and Mel Ferrer. Uh, do you have any stories about them that you'd like to share? Yes, Barbara Bach was a beautiful woman. She was very kind lady and very gentle to me. And she, I remember she invited me in her house in Spain, but I don't know why. Unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't go there. 
and um, I always, um, I've always been a fan of the Beatles, the band Beatles. And I used to ask people, ask the people, do you like the Beatles? Well, I didn't ask her. And that's funny because now she is uh, Mr. Ringo Starr's wife. Isn't it incredible? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> lost a chance. <laughs> and Malfever um, spoke um, a bit of Italian. So we used to have lunch together with my mother too. And uh, I took with me from Italy a little school as a puppet, and I was very f fond of skulls as now. And he helped me feeding, feeding the skull while eating. He was very funny. He was playing my game with, uh, with great nationalness. And so I have a very funny memory of Mel Ferrer. Sergio Martino was very nice to me too. Um, I was, uh, you know, the mascot. Uh, of the casting, so I had a special treatment as a as a child from him and from all his stuff. Wow, very cool, very cool. Yeah, I I like Sergio Martinez's films as well. He's made some great Jalo films, and uh, you know, I, I I I didn't think it was funny that he made like an alligator film, but it just <laughs> uh, kind of seemed like you know he he's used to making. Uh, like Jalo type film, so it's just uh, interesting to see, you know, him making an, an alligator film, uh, you know, almost like uh, like you know, Jaws back then was was very famous, and uh, you know, so we're starting to see more uh, uh, animal attack films, and uh, you know, the Alligator River is is an interesting film. Just from looking at the landscapes and uh, yes. the just the atmosphere of the movie and and uh, bringing in like uh, different types of culture within the film that you know uh, maybe a lot of people haven't seen before you know just something new and interesting to see and and uh, you know who who wouldn't be afraid of a big alligator? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, it was. Um... The era of uh, catastrophes. I mean, the earthquake, the earthquake, something like that, and and it was also the era of uh, uh, river monsters, or you know, also in the sea, the sharks, all the animals, and it was the period of, um, where animals were dangerous. And so I had my alligator. Someone else had the sharks. So anyone <laughs> has an animal. That scared everybody. Right. Uh, do you have like a favorite like animal uh, attack or disaster film besides the Great Alligator River? Uh, the shark. The shark the one. The big shark. Yes. Yeah. The shark one. Uh, ever. Right. Ever. There are also others, and uh, uh, well, I know in Italian, I, I don't remember the name in in English, but always about. Um, killing animals, uh, killer animals, uh, and, and uh, piranha, you know, piranhas. Oh, yeah. Piranhas. Uh, I was scared about them and seeing, I used to see movies about about these animals and, and also documentaries and uh, they scared me a lot. But the shark, the, the, the shark one was the great one. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, that one was amazing. And I Still think fascinates me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Piranha one, the one I can think of, I think uh, the director of Gremlins made one. Uh, Joe Dante, he made one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say the late seventies. Yeah, yes, that one. So that one's pretty good. Yes. Um. Well, uh, moving on to another film that you worked on. Uh, you know, you you worked on uh, the House by the Cemetery. Uh, do you have any stories working on that film? Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> not everybody knows, but I had another role except for my main character, May. Um, I lent my left arm to Freudstein. So it was me that cut Anya Pironi's throat and killed Dagmar Lassander in the living room. And uh, so it was a pleasure for me to have this, uh, this, this role too, because um, so I can tell you that I killed somebody. <laughs> Faked, but I did it. And I was nine, so uh, when you cut the throat of somebody, even if there is a special makeup effect, of course, I was there. Oh my God, I'm doing it! I'm st- I'm doing it! Well, love it. Wow, wow! I didn't know that 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 was you that that uh, killed her. That's amazing. So next time you <laughs> see it, give a look to to the left hand of Freudstein. You'll see it is my hand. Oh, wow! And okay. uh, yes, <laughs> and um, somebody told my mother that the first actress who interpreted Mary Freudstein, uh, my mother, in the movie, uh, told me she told me that some that she killed herself, committed suicide. I do not know if it is true or just an urban legend, but mm-hmm. it's a mystery. It sounds pretty interesting, and it is consistent with the movie because it leaves uh, mystery. Right, but right. I don't know if it is true, but I like to think it is. Right, yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, uh, what what was it like working uh, with Lucio Fulci? Uh, yes, I, that is a frequent curiosity I'm asked. <laughs> uh, lots of people ask me if you, how was it working with him. He was not kind and polite. Uh, he didn't... Uh, Consider we were children, and uh, as everyone expects a person should be, you know, generally towards children, you have you should have um, a special treatment, good treatment. But I had a great respect um, for him since he was my director, he was my teacher, and uh, I tried to do my best to please uh, his requests. It was very demanding, yes. Um, and I was very professional too, even if I was uh, so young and, uh, strictly followed what he told me to do. And I, I know, and I'm delighted of it. Uh, I know that he was proud of me. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I know that, uh, uh, recently you unearthed some, uh, still pictures of the film and it, you know, had a, a pretty big response on the internet. So yes. that, that's very cool. Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm very happy that it is uh, since a gothic movie, one of the um, it's it's dif- it differs from the others. It's not a classical movie, horror movies. It's something special, mystery. You know the colors, 
um, the colors of the of the of the film. Um, everything dates back to the past, as if you were in the one hundred ages. At for instance, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it brings you back to the past, and uh, lots of people love that movie because of this. Uh, um, the environment of the colors of of the music too. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, uh, and you know, the House by the Cemetery is uh, I'm gonna say like a lot different from uh, the other Fulci films, but uh, you know, it it really cut. You know, Lucio Fulci really never did a whole lot of gothic films. It was more you know mm-hmm. like zombie gore. Uh, yeah, gore type st- <laughs> type stuff. Which you know, there is gore in uh, House by the Cemetery, but uh, yes. it's it's one of the very few uh, gothic Fulci films. And uh, you know, the music was amazing, and and uh, you know, usually his composer is Fabio Frizzi, but in this one we get a different composer. But uh, I think uh, the music for this really really helps with the atmosphere of the film yes yeah yeah it's just it's a it's a great film thank you (laughs) um you know uh so like the house by the cemetery just got a 4k blu-ray release from uh blue underground not that long ago uh what are your thoughts on that release well i think that um um it's a great uh, um it's a great Blu-ray release. I think that I have I, I, I have a collection of <laughs> House by the Cemetery in every in any version from the the very first one to the new one, and so this one has special inserts and uh, you know interviews inside and beyond the scenes and everything. And for for me, uh, I see it as a gift to the fans. So it's like um, having something in your hand which which gather everything um i have it and it's a a jewel for me very cool very cool and and you've got uh an interview in that blu-ray right yes with um giovanni frizza and all the others characters amazing amazing yeah i i still have uh an older uh, DVD release of the film. That was like the very first copy of the mm-hmm. film. So I, one of these days I do look forward to upgrading to the, the 4K Blu-ray because from what I've seen, uh, just the the release just looks beautiful and, uh, you know, can't wait to, to dive into all the extras and whatnot too. <laughs> yeah, yes, you should. <laughs> um, uh so you know so moving on uh you worked on another Fulci film called Murder Rock uh do you have any stories working on that one yes um i was um 12 i was a little bit older and i had to be a mean and spoiled paraplegic girl and Fulci just told me i had carte blanche i mean i i could was shooting i I could say whatever I wanted. You know, there is a, she- a scene where um, I commented um, the slides of some animals, insects, and so on. And I was allowed to say whatever I wanted. So I improv- improvised 
all acting and uh, was so happy I could do that because I felt that he trusted me. And uh, at the very beginning, I had to have fake legs because I was paraplegic. I was on the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but after Fulci decided to, to keep my ones, perhaps <laughs> were better. <laughs> and, uh, and even if it was a very short role, I, I really enjoyed um, being in part, part in this movie. Right, and you know, for your small role, you kind of played an important role to, uh, yes, you know, for the people that haven't seen the film, uh, you know, you, you, you really kind of help, uh, help identify the, the killer yes. of the film. You know, that's you, it. You know. <laughs> that's it. I was, uh, yeah, I was very, my role was, was very important too. I, I did because I catched, I catched him with a, with a camera, you know. Right. I mean, it it was still like an obscure and, picture. Uh, so but, it was know. not only a Camille, but yeah, took pictures. Yes. So uh, I should be rewarded by <laughs> for <laughs> this. And right. instead, I wasn't. Right, right. Well, one thing I noticed from watching these films, uh, you know, sometimes Fulci kind of plays a cameo in his films and he'll pop up in scenes every once in a while. I think he was in uh, in both films that that you starred in. Uh, well, uh, in uh, House but the Cemetery, I I I had a very important role because uh, uh, I I saved Bob, and mm-hmm. my um, I, I didn't act a lot in terms of minutes, let's say, but I am from the very beginning up to the end and in the middle. I'm always in the movie, right? And uh, for me, it's a pleasure because fans can see me all over the movie and know that I was there. I was a ghost, and uh, but I was there, and uh, and uh, I was important, definitely important, up to the in the end as well. Right, right. Well, like. Uh... You know, like uh, Lucio Fulci himself acted in both the films that, that you acted in. Yes, like Ichigo. You know? <laughs> right, right. He kind of had like a uh, kind of like some Hitchcockian moments in his films. <laughs> well, very cool. Yeah, I I always enjoy talking about uh, Fulci films and uh, just Italian films in in general. I'm a I'm a big fan of the Italian horror films. Oh, the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the, the 80s. And uh, I kind of find myself kind of going back towards like even the 70s and, and trying to watch some of the Jalo films that I haven't seen yet. And just, you know, kind of exploring the 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 horror genre, if you will. Yes. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, the short horror film Violet's Bloom at an Empty Grave? Well, I I I am a very I am a fan of horror film too, but I don't see lots of horror movies nowadays. Horror movies, or um, I'm very affectionate to the one of the to the eighties. Um, it's very difficult for me to to get into uh, new movies because. Um, 
there is nothing that scares me so i so i'm not i'm not capable to see them again and it's a pity i know that i'm limited somehow but um but i can that's my background uh after after the the, the great ones of the 80s um it's really i uh i can't i can't see anything quite anything else perhaps just some movies but i'm old <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm old oh, you're perhaps. not that old <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't see them oh, okay um hey, w- one thing that uh I was going to ask, uh, talking about Fulci, uh, real quick. Uh, w- was there any plans for uh, for you to act in more Fulci films? Like, did he ever, you know, contact you after Murder Rock to to work on any of his films? Unfortunately, he died in '96, and I, uh, when I was thirteen, I decided not to be an actress anymore because. I felt uncomfortable. I was a little bit of a bizarre girl. I was. I had red hair, and here in Italy, there was uh, lots of people that told me I was a witch, which for me it's a it's a compliment now. But <laughs> at the time, I was not happy, oh. so I decided not to to act anymore. And um, who knows? Perhaps there could have been other chances, but we didn't have. And it's a pity. It's a real pity that after that period, I didn't get in touch with him, uh, with Lucio Fulci anymore. But I'm still in touch with Antonella Fulci, and uh, we we are friends. And uh, we met um, we met just one month ago, seeing uh, Lu- Fulci talks in Italy. It was a documentary about Fulci, and uh, I nearly cried because since I saw her, nearly um, 40 years passed and everything came to my mind. I remembered everything. Oh. It was a great pleasure to meet her. It was like reunited, reuniting uh, with a family, with that family. And seeing the documentary uh, left me full of emotions and uh, it was so great. And it was a pity that I didn't get in touch with him after the, the house by the cemetery in Mardorok. I, I, Antonella told me he was very proud of me. And he really, um, he has a particular affection to me too. And oh. Now, I can't, I'm, I'm very sorry. I, anyway, it's in my heart. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very cool. Um, you uh I, I was gonna ask this towards the end, but like, uh, would you ever consider like getting back into acting and maybe act in horror films, or, or you know, what's what's next for you? Well, I'd like to act again, and something is moving again, and um, and um, so I have lots of plans and uh, a movie. You know, I'm working on some projects, perhaps. Um, next year, perhaps a movie in the U.S. with an director Enric Rhodes, mm. and uh, and this project, this movie is called Crackers, and uh, and it's a horror movie, of course. <laughs> so I have lots of ideas in the plans, and so I'm I'm very happy. I'm working on it, and uh, who knows, who knows? I, I I let's see. 
let's wait and see. Okay, very cool. Well, I I look forward to to that film once it's uh, once it's made. Yes. <laughs> um. Well. Okay. So moving on to just some uh, just some horror genre questions. Yes. Um. What's your favorite Universal monster or Universal monster film, or do you prefer the Hammer horror films? Well, um, I don't have a special Universal Monster or Universal Monster films. Um, I love everyone, such as, you know, you mean Dracula, the mummy, Frankenstein, those ones? Yes, yes. You know, I love them all because they are the first movies you see when you are are a child. And the first horrors and classic characters, you know, so you will... They're the classical ones. I, I love them all. Are in, in all our heart, in all our imagination, the the real monsters. So um, so I can't decide. Oh. For me, are always friends. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I I know that it's it's a hard question, but it, it's a fun question. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> do you, do you have like a favorite like subgenre of horror? Is there one that you kind of gravitate to more. Let's say, um, well, I have um, a special. Um, I'm a big fan of serial killer movies about serial killers and psychopaths. Really fascinate me. Fascinate me a lot. And if there is uh, something paranormal in, in um, even that's even better because it's the good mixture: uh, mystery, horror, paranormal. Um, after horror would be okay. Serial killers, yeah, <laughs> fascinates you. Hey, have you have you seen uh, Henry uh, Portrait of a Serial Killer? Yes, that's a good one. Michael Rooker yes. does a good job on that one. Yes, <laughs> yes, of course. And uh, like I, I know, uh, like I, I was always uh, fascinated with the uh, Hannibal Lecter movies. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I, I know that that one isn't like you know per se. He wasn't a real person, but uh, just the story was just amazing, and I I loved the whole just just the whole uh, idea of, of what they did for that film is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Were you, were you a uh, fan of those films, or? Is... Yes, I am. Yes, absolutely. I love this kind of movies, and uh, I, I loved also, you know, Man, Manhunter mm-hmm. with, um, yeah, Manhunter with. Um, uh, we, there was a, the first Hannibal actor there, and it was with, uh, um, with uh, Will Graham. No, Will Graham is the the profiler with um, William Peterson. Mm-hmm. Which is in CSR, right? Yeah, that was the guy's name. I think, and it was the very, the very first movie in the nineteen eighty-six directed by Michael Mann, and uh, I, I love it. It was the very first one and the very first time um, Hannibal Lecter appeared, but it was not Anthony Hopkins. So it's the, let's um, say, the one that launched this. Uh, the fame of uh, Hannibal Lecter. Anyway, it in, I love them. They the movies about uh, serial killers scare me uh, scare me more because they're real. 
horror you can say well i i believe i i think there there could be something like that but it never happens you are not sure there will be something paranormal but something linked to um serial killers and uh, evil people and that's worst because it's real right right and uh i think uh brian cox was the actor who played hannibal lecter and manhunter yes i think it yes brian cox yes oh yeah that's that's a good one even though i i i think uh hannibal or uh, <laughs> anthony hopkins uh was for me like he's hannibal lecter to me i just thought he played the role perfectly and uh you know tom uh, tom um tom noonan mm-hmm. tom noonan was a was a killer and uh, so i'm i had a chance of meeting him during a u.s convention horror convention and i congratulated him because uh, it was uh, he, he was very tall <laughs> and i was oh my god i'm very happy to meet you i'm very happy to meet you <laughs> It was the very for me the the very first serial killer of that genre. It was a pleasure. Very cool. Indeed. Very cool. Um, uh, do you have a uh, a favorite horror film or, or what? What are some of your favorite horror films that you like to watch? The first one, first and ever, The Exorcist. Um, it always fascinated me since I was a, a little girl and. Of course, I was not allowed to see it, and when so when I heard people talking about it, I felt an irresistible affection to this movie. But I could not, and I could not wait to 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 see it, to enjoy it. And so when finally it happened, um, I could watch it. I was so thrilled, and uh, I still can feel this excitement while. Uh, seeing the movie it represents me it represents all my deepest fears it's an obsession <laughs> i'm obsessed by this movie i read everything about this movie so documentaries uh i read the, the, the novel in english and italian behind the scene beyond the scenes anecdotes in interviews everything so first and ever i have um, linda blair's uh, signature on his picture so <gasps> For me, it's a pleasure. I'm delighted and honored, of course. For sure, yeah. I mean, if you're a horror fan, and and uh, how you know how could you not like The Exorcist? It's one of the greatest horror yes. films of all time. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, did you ever get a chance to see uh, William Friedkin's documentary on like the real life exorcism? Yes, yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> I. Yeah, that one's yes, pretty they freaky. are. I saw I I saw lots of documentaries um, about um, um, the exorcism in in general, and William Friedkin William Friedkin's ones was my God, definitely very scary. I'm also fascinated by Annalise Michel, which who is the um, the girl. Uh, that inspired Emily, the exorcism of Emily Rose. And if you hear it, it's in German, the exorcism. That's very scary. You can't believe it. It's, uh, yeah, mm. you should dare to listen to the exorcism. It's definitely one of the worst one. You, 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 it's, 
disturbing, you know? It's right. Can't, can't, kind of puts you in this perspective of, uh, you know, the just the, the whole religious aspect of, uh, of horror, you know? Like, it, uh, religion and horror really complement each other in a ironic way. Uh, you know, just because, you know, no one knows, uh, really the truth, uh, after we die, you know, like if there is a heaven or hell, uh, and they really, you know, explored that realm and, you know, exorcism being a real thing. And, uh, you know, and even with that documentary, it explores, explores that and, just kind of puts you into perspective of, of life. You yeah, know? They go in, this, this genre goes into your deepest fears and uh, because the evil and the good one, I don't, I don't believe in God, but that's something that fascinates me and scares me. And I don't know why, because if you don't believe in God, you shouldn't be scared about this stuff, but I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, there's something about it, right? Yeah. Uh, are there any horror films that you would recommend people check out? There are so many, and as I told you before, they are all dated to the late seventies and eighties. And I can save something of the nineties, like Gotica and the um, Stigmata, Stigmata, with. Uh, Miss uh, um, Arquette, but of the 80s are surely Amityville Horror, Burnt Offerings with Oliver Reed and uh, Karen Blake. Um, mm-hmm. I can list them because after The Exorcist, there are so many. Like also the Texan Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, it horrified me a lot because it seems to be um, a real, a real documentary if you see it is shot mm-hmm. in a way that it seems that you are living it you are in and it, it's very creepy for me uh, I thought it was a real story so I grew up with this conviction and <laughs> and it created a, you know lots of mystery about this movie. <laughs> right well I mean they, that that was their whole idea right like they started off the film acting as if, you know, this film was based on, I mean, they even say this film was based on a true story, you know, even though it wasn't, but, you know, they, they wanted to convince people that it was. And I think that really added, you know, a height on, uh, yes, like a medieval horror, a medieval horror too. Seems there is a real story about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely a classic and, uh, what's, what's, uh, funny about that film is when you think of texas chainsaw massacre you think of like blood and guts and just all that stuff but really it wasn't that gory of a film the original wasn't anyways but you know there there still was a lot of terror and and horror to it but uh but you know we didn't really get the the blood and and gore and all that till the later texas chainsaw films it is but yeah, definitely a classic. Well, uh, you know, is is there anything else that you that you'd like to let the fans know before we take off? Just, I just, I just warned you. 
Don't go in the house, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, Sylvia, I, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for coming to the show. I, I really appreciated talking to you. And, uh, you know, good luck on, on your next film projects. Thank you so much. It was, I'm very happy to, and I'm always ready to, to tell some anecdotes to witness, um, the past of these horror movies and uh, House by the Cemetery, especially. There is, um, lots of uh, curiosity about this movie and happy to reveal something new and step by step very cool yes thank you thank you too well that about concludes the uh interview that i had with sylvia Colatina. again i just want to say thank you so much sylvia for coming on the show i had an absolute blast talking to you and i hope we can do this again sometime in the future so uh, next up on the Root Horror Podcast, I'm going to be having filmmaker, cinematographer, Joe Sherlock. He's going to come on the show to talk about his films and uh, the brand new Sterling Entertainment box set of uh, his films that are being sold right uh, straight from Dave Sterling, who runs Sterling Entertainment. You can find him on the Facebook pages and uh and buy the box sets directly from him so uh the box set looks amazing and uh you know i can't wait to uh, release the next episode where we talk about his films in the horror genre then after that i'll be having justin beam from reverend entertainment on the show to talk about uh the new krampus the naughty cut 4k being released by scream factory uh, he works on a lot of Scream Factory titles, so uh, it's going to be awesome to dive into uh, the new Krampus disc and uh, and just see what he's up to, and uh, you know, see uh, what's next for him, and talking about uh, Christmas horror films with him. So that's going to be a lot of fun to kick off December episodes, and uh, I'm going to leave it at that because uh, I have more in store for you guys throughout december and into the new year as well so lots of fun stuff on the root horror podcast as always right but uh but yeah i just want to uh, also just thank everyone for listening to the root horror podcast thank you pfpn for keeping the show on the network and uh if you'd like to find me on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Root Horror Podcast. I'm also on Twitter at Root Horror Pod. And for all other links via the website, YouTube channel, all that fun stuff, you can go to www.linktree.com forward slash Root Horror Podcast. And if you would like to be a supporter of the show and help keep the show running, you can go to www.anchor.fm forward slash Root Horror Podcast forward slash support and anything that you could donate once a month uh, would be greatly appreciated and every penny that gets donated to the show gets put right back into the show in some shape or form so uh you know thank all the supporters so far you guys have uh, helped tremendously 
with keeping the, the production of the show going. So I uh, can't thank you guys enough. And uh, for all other inquiries, you can email me at rudehorror at gmail.com. I'm always looking for new people to interview. So if you work within the horror genre, hit me up. We'll talk about the horror genre. With all that said, uh, to, uh, to close out the show, I'm going to play Neon Spectre's full song, I Remember, House by Cemetery, uh, originally conducted by Walter Rizzotti, but uh, this song was remixed by Neon Spectre, and I think it kicks ass. It's, it's awesome. So uh, you can find Neon Spectre on Bandcamp at neuronspector.bandcamp.com and pick up the album The Maniac Returns that's uh, his little EP album that has I Remember House by the Cemetery on it and it's it's an awesome little EP I, I dig it a lot I've been listening to it a lot lately so uh, again thank you Neuron Spectre for uh, letting me play the song and uh, I will leave the Bandcamp link in the show notes below so if you guys want to check out more of his music do so because he puts out some awesome music so uh without with all that said uh, i just want to say thank you all for listening and stick around for the song and stay tuned for the next one
Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.